I believe every one of us can create beautiful images, feel fulfilled and improve our well-being through photography. The Quiet Landscapes podcast explores the life and work of photographers, creatives and thought leaders through monthly conversations that will inspire you. My name is Margaret Soraya and I'm delighted that you are listening. I've got Bill Ward with me today to chat on the podcast. And for those of you who don't know Bill, uh, he's a photographer and an actor who lives in Bristol and he specialises in creative landscape photography. So, Bill, would you like to tell um, us a little bit about your photographic work at the moment and um, basically what it's made up of at the minute? Gosh, wow. Uh, big question. Hi, Margaret. Thank you for having me. Um, it, all sorts of stuff, really. I, I sort of try and, and stay in the present, really, and, and photograph what in, interests me at any given point in any given time so this week it's been starlings um it's it's the uh it's murmuration time down on the somerset levels so i've been um down there for a couple of times actually uh so far this week and i'm hoping to go back today and maybe friday um i'm doing a sort of an icm project on uh, the starling murmuration which i started a while ago a couple of years ago and i couldn't get down last uh, last year for obvious reasons we were all locked in and um, but um, but it's that kind of time of year and um, i'm i'm sort of and i've got some time off uh, from the day job um, as you, as you say i'm an actor uh, for the day job and um, and i've been touring a play for the last uh, four months called the legend of sleepy hollow and we go back out next week so i'm using all of available uh photographic time to go down and visit the starlings so uh, so yeah that's my current project but um but it's just for me it's all it's it kind of tends to be what i bump into i i, I sort of tend to be project based with it with a kind of a strong leaning towards water um i've always been interested in water how it moves in particular really but also how it feels and uh, I, I surf a lot and, and or I did before we had kids and uh and that kind of a thing so uh so yeah so so it's so a water I suppose is my specialist subject and then after that it's sort of creative photography in all its various guises a bit of abstract uh, um uh, quite a bit of in-camera multiple exposures uh intentional camera movements those kind of things and just colliding them with things that I haven't necessarily seen them collided with before so that's kind of uh that's kind of what I try and do and uh and sometimes it works and an awful lot of the time it doesn't but uh it's worth it for the times that it works I, I noticed that actually I was looking through your Instagram and I noticed that you had sort of blocks of um sort of things that you're doing at the time so project project based um which is just quite interesting actually it was the starlings that I, I picked up I went wow they are just beautiful those ICMs it looks like paintings so I can see why you're you're going back to do them. Yeah, thank you. It's it, it's a visceral thing with starlings because, it, and it's also so hit and miss. You could, for instance, last night I went to completely the wrong place <laughs> <laughs> and saw about twenty of them, and about half a mile away were thirty five thousand. Uh, so so you know and it's but I kind of like that about it and um but when you happen to be in the middle of them descending upon you it is an extraordinary thing because a it's visually remarkable like literally 30 35,000 of of these creatures swooping and moving as one 
Um, and then they just descend. And if you happen to be underneath them, directly underneath them, and I've had the pleasure uh, a couple of years ago, literally being directly underneath them as they come down, it is, it's an extraordinary feeling. And it's, it's not just the sight, it's the sound, it's the noise of the beating wings. Um, and that many little creatures beating their wings fast sort of, you know, 20, 30 yards away from you is, is pretty remarkable. So I kind of like it for the sensory overload, if you see what I mean. It's, it's just great fun. Yeah, I, I've only seen them once before in uh, Orkney randomly. Um, and wow. I think they, ha- they hang around the pier in Strong Mess for some reason. Um, so I've only ever seen them, but it was just incredible. I can, I can totally understand what you're saying. But I think when you were, you were talking about that um, sensory feeling of um of different different senses and the feeling of being there that is that something that runs through your photography because i suspect it is then you you're trying to de- depict a, the feeling of being there yeah i i, I think thank you yeah, yeah that's a, that i would say i mean it's i would kind of describe my photography i suppose is unashamedly emotional um and 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 it's trying to make a connection really with wherever i happen to be um, and it's one of those things that's kind of evolved. I've done a lot of traveling over the years, sort of a couple of years of, of traveling around the world and, and that kind of a thing with a camera long before I, I was kind of taking it seriously. I was just traveling and, 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 and seeing what I bumped into. But that is my general sort of uh, a method with photography is to wander around and see what I bump into. And so in that kind of a way, it's sort of improvised. And, and, and for me, that's, it, it's, a, it's an interesting counterpoint to the day job um, because I, I, I'm an actor. I'm not really an improviser in terms of the day job. I have a script generally, and I like a script, and I like to know what I'm doing, where I'm headed, all of those kind of things. But in a kind of yin-yang way uh, with a photography, it's great just to wander off and not have very much idea about what you're going to come back with. Um, and, 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 and I mean, I'll obviously sort of look at, particularly with water, look at tides and, and weather patterns and, and all of those kinds of things. But I will generally just pitch up and see what happens because it, there's, a, there's a thing, I think. And, and for me, it's about trying to meet Mother Nature on her own terms, really. I'm not much of a, a, a sort of a pre-visualizer or, or a pre-planner. I kind of like to go with what Mother Nature's serving up on any given day at any given time and try and meet her halfway really it's it's that kind of i idea you know where you it's kind of that whole thing in the acting world we talk about going with what you're given it's the whole listen and respond thing and and i have a similar thing i suppose uh going on with photography it's just trying to listen to what mother nature has happens to be saying at this time at this place and, and trying to respond uh in whatever way <laughs> i can sometimes it's not particularly effective but um but sometimes you know you you come up with something and uh, and you find a meeting place and uh, and uh, yeah and you come up with something you hadn't necessarily imagined that you might so for instance yesterday um when uh, i was out trying to visit the starlings and found 20 of them um i what i did find and came back with was with some um really beautiful backlit shots of some bulrushes which and it's that kind of a thing where you kind of go it's not what i went for um i went there because there's the starlings and uh, it's down on the somerset levels 
And um, but in the meantime, there was all sorts of lovely other stuff going on, and I ended up sort of um, coming back with a bit of that instead. And and I kind of like that about the photography thing is is you kind of what you go for and what you come back with are often two completely different things. That's a that's a beautiful way of looking at things. Actually, just just being led and um, being content with what you're. So you're going out to photograph styles, but you come up with something else, and you're happy with that and content with that. That's that's a wonderful. Um, thing to, way to think of things actually but I think you're just being intuitively led then you're letting you're allowing your feelings and your emotions to lead you to this place I had a, a, a minute where I was I had a little of a flash where you said um, that you can't go off script and I just imagined you just going off on one as an actor and just doing yeah. whatever you wanted it just wouldn't work would it going completely off piece <laughs> I mean the only place you'll probably get away with that is Panto but even then you know the looks of shock and horror on the uh, on the faces of your fellow cast members will be palpable. <laughs> it's funny actually because I um, I worked in theatre when I was sixteen to twenty, just um, just like I was a student. So I did I was a dresser and I made costumes and that. Oh, the atmosphere in the theatre. There's something that you you can't quite you can't quite replicate that feeling. Well, you, well, you'll know it more than me. It was just a time in my life. And that feeling of being backstage and, and and the buzz of it, it was just wonderful. But we did, I did a lot of worked on a lot of pantos actually in in Manchester. So. Did you? Where where did you do them? Uh, I was at Withingshaw, Withingshaw, and um, the Library Theatre. I think it was. Do you know it's a long time ago? But I did spend um, a lot of my sort of eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old um, days at the Royal Exchange actually going to the theatre because that was that was my thing. That was my sort of like. You know, night in the town. Yeah, <laughs> and a, a cup of cup of tea after, but it's just wonderful. I I, I adore theatre. Yeah, and uh, Royal Exchange, it's, it's, and the, I mean the library. Oh. I think the library's relocated, yeah. and um, I used to yeah. go and see stuff there. But the Royal Exchange is kind of you know it's still one of the best, finest theatres in the country. Yeah, they do brilliant work there. Always have done, and um, yeah, wonderful place. It's 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 just just beautiful. So yeah, that was that was when I lived in Manchester. I don't no longer. Uh, lived there obviously so uh, it's a time in life but there's something um interesting about the fact that you you're creative in your it's creative isn't it? acting's creative so you're creative in your day job but you're you're also creative in your photography so I wonder there's a couple of things I suppose to explore there is is it something that helps you I suspect it helps you or does it hinder you because there's one way of looking at it well you're known as an actor does that hinder your photography presence or does it do you just accept that and allow the aspects of acting to help you in your photography, which I suspect it does? Yeah, such a good question. It, 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 the, the acting part of it, actually, is the, is the reason why I am a photographer. And, um, and it's specific. And it came from um, I, a long time ago now, between 2003 and 2007, um, I was on a, a soap, not a million miles away from where you were talking about uh, where you're from and uh, yeah in Manchester so I was on Coronation Street and I did I played a thoroughly unpleasant character uh, called Charlie Stubbs who was a builder and he was a very very nasty piece of work but he was from an acting point of view he was magnificent he was great great fun to play because he was clever he was manipulative he was funny um, and and just very sharp witted, 
and and I I I loved playing him because he was a, a genuine challenge. I'd never done any anything like him before, and we sort of researched him hard, and uh, both the writers did and I did, and and sort of he was an abusive man, and he took people apart, um, mostly women, but some men too, and uh, and he was you know in in real life he's a, he would be a thoroughly thoroughly nasty individual, um, but from an acting point of view, what you're trying to do is get inside his head and work out why he does what he does and and we researched it and I did a lot of work with Women's Aid who were the uh, national domestic um, violence charity uh, one of them and uh, they were hugely helpful uh, with me in terms of getting inside his head and and working out why he did what he did and and it all was about control in his particular case and and what was very interesting about that is that when you do a soap and you play a character like that, you spend more time being that character than you do actually being you. And that's a very, very, very unusual state of affairs. And and the other interesting thing about it, and, and, and completely different to any other acting job, incidentally, that you will ever do, um, because it's kind of 24-7 and uh, around the clock we were sort of filming, it was meant to be five days a week, but we were actually mostly filming six days a week uh, at the time. And, um, and the other thing that's interesting about it is when you leave the building, and particularly in Manchester, where they love Coronation Street, and it's they, they very much kind of take it um, as, as their own, um, they it, people tend to refer to you outside of the gates of the studio as your character. So they will shout at you in the street, Oi, Charlie, or in my case, Oi, Builder. <laughs> I got quite a lot. And, and that's a very unusual state of affairs because not only are you spending more time in your day job pretending to be somebody other than you but when you're not working and you're walking around the street or you're in a bar with your mates or, or whatever people still refer to you as that person so for me photography and is sorry slightly long-winded answer but for me um, photography came from that place and it came from a place where I wanted to reassert to myself as much as anything else, who I was. Um, and so I, it, it, when I, um, actually, it, it, the whole, it, it started just before I did a job at the Royal Exchange, the, the theatre that you were talking about earlier. I did an Ibsen there called um, Lady from the Sea, and it was a beautiful piece of work. And, um, and, and, I, 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 and I did a project um, whilst I was there on the canals of Manchester and I knew the canals of Manchester because I'd walked down them uh, to avoid all of the pointing and the shouting that I was getting in the street and I worked out a really cunning way when I was uh, on Coronation Street of, of, of going from my flat in the centre of town to the studio that only included canals and uh, and it took a bit longer but A, it was very beautiful B, it was water which I've as as discussed i love um and uh, and see it was completely out of sight of people who were likely to point and shout so from that kind of point of view it, it, it was great and so i knew the canals really well and, and when i was <clears throat> at uh, the royal exchange 
I'd just done a project uh, on, on, on I'd just previously had three months uh, when I wasn't acting. I, I was waiting to see if a pilot that I'd shot out in Canada was going to go to series and it didn't in the end. It, it was a shame. It was, it, it, it was great, great fun. Uh, kind of Dempsey and Makepeace meets Spooks kind of a thing. It was great fun to do. Anyway, but I had three months when I wasn't allowed to... Um, to take any other work so I set myself a photography project I bought myself a decent camera um, and I bought myself a tripod for the first time and I went up and down the coast of, of eastern England because it was the bit I knew the best and just did a project on, um, on on snow on winter on the coast of eastern England and, and, and I came back with a, a better set of photographs that I might and, and m m I thought I might and, and kind of after that point wherever I've been with work I've kind of always taken my camera with me um, and sort of used it in my downtime to sort of as a yin yang thing, really, as a kind of as a counterpoint to my day job, a to to reestablish to myself in a world in which I'm often playing other people to reestablish to myself who I am. Um, but also as a kind of it's a, it's my sort of release, I suppose. It's my sort of mindfulness. It's my sort of downtime and and just hanging out with Mother Nature. Like I say, I suppose I talk a lot about place is important, but time for me is important. It, the time is almost more important than the place. Um, and I pretty much always go on my own. And um, because in the day job, I'm surrounded by these extraordinarily uh, gregarious often, um, hugely creative, vibrant, um, uh, energetic souls. And and much as I love that, and I'm part, there's a part of me that is like that too. But much as I love that, I do like a bit of downtime too. And I do like a bit of reflection time. And I do like a bit of quiet um, and peace and quiet in particular. And that's the kind of thing that I, I sort of tend to seek out with my photography. So, so yeah, when I was doing that gig at the Royal Exchange, sorry, I've got there in the end. Uh, the... Uh... <laughs> I sort of did a project on the canals and 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 just sort of walking down them at various different times of, of day when you do a piece of theatre after you've done the rehearsals, actually you get a fair bit of time during the daytime um, and just sort out. And I, I've got a history degree and, and I kind of I like a bit of history. I like seeking history out. And so there in Manchester were all of my favourite things, quiet places, water. Victorian architecture and history all within you know 30 or 40 yards from the main shopping streets and with almost not a soul on them so uh, so I did a kind of photography project while I was there and that's kind of been my sort of my way around um, touring theatre ever since is wherever I am I take my camera and try and make friends with uh, wherever it is that I happen to be. That's the first time I've heard Manchester being described in the same sentence as quiet places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's, what, a, what a city that is. It's, yeah, it doesn't have an off button, well, does it? I left when I was, uh, I think it was 19, 20 maybe, and I grew up in Manchester. And then I, I haven't really been back since, so it yeah. <laughs> so says something. But anyway, um, when you were talking there, there's a couple of things, some really interesting things came up there. And one of them was that you were you were expressing yourself. You were trying to express your real self. And that's so interesting because if we looked at the, I don't know if you know, there's a photographer in America called John Barclay. And he said, and I, I just, this sticks with me, 
Um, he said, uh, photography is simply a reflection of who you are. And the more you understand yourself, the more the better your work will be. So you've just you've just said that in a different way, but makes sense. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I think that's great. I haven't heard of him, but I, I've heard a similar kind of thing. And I think it might have been Joe Cornish. I think it, I, I heard say once the camera looks both ways or the camera sees both ways. And I, I love that. And, and it, it is it, it is that. It's a meeting, isn't it, between you and wherever you are. And, and all, I think what's interesting about that is you can go to the same place twice and come back with completely different pictures. And it's partly down to what um, the weather is doing, what is happening there. But it's also, I think, often about what is going on with you and the energy that you bring to any given time on any given day in any given place and your mood will determine the kind of photographs that you come back with too and I I, I love that about it because you you're never quite sure what it's going to (laughs) be yeah exactly (laughs) and and, um, I think you know that was the probably the reason that I actually wanted to speak to you was that um, I'd I'd picked up somewhere I can't remember why you said that um, you were your your photography is an, a, a way of seeking quiet and seeking yourself and, and time alone, and I, an, an antidote for being on show, I suppose, and in the public eye. Now, I think that's something that resonates with a lot of people, not necessarily because they are in the public eye like you are, um, or as much as you are, but simply because I, I think this the world that we're living in is so overly connected and overly communicative now that we all need that respite and silence and solitude and doing that via creativity is so powerful and I think you demonstrate that perfectly in in quite a dramatic way actually. (laughs) Thank you Margaret yeah I think it's all it's almost like plugging in to I I often call it sort of it it feels like returning to the source a bit if that doesn't sound like too grand a thing do you you know what I mean it's like kind of plugging into mother nature and just kind of re-energizing and 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 just but also at the same time kind of powering down and and being able to move at a different speed and and a more natural speed actually and a more natural rhythm with um kind of going just going with whatever just going with the flow a bit as opposed to kind of constantly i've never been one for whatsapp i always have to have it on mute i can't deal with it it's too it's the bing 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 it's the you know like we were talking about with, with manchester it's the always on phenomenon and 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 that doesn't suit me particularly well as an individual and and and, and as you say it doesn't suit many people and and i suspect strongly as you say many photographers too you just kind of it is that kind of just it's not necessarily getting away from it is something but it's almost returning to something else um, um, and just somewhere where you can just recharge a bit and uh, and then sort of gird your loins to go back into the sort of the, the, the man-made world, which has a, a rhythm. And, and 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 actually, one of the things that's been interesting about lockdown for me is is that solitude and quiet is is wonderful and brilliant. And I've loved it. And, and you know, I've got two kids and a partner and to spend time with them has just been and quality time, too, has been wonderful and i've loved every second of it and but 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 there is also a thing i think which is that um over the last sort of year and a half and well almost two years now we've kind of missed and i i was asked the other day what um, my new year's resolution was and it and i said have more fun 
and uh, and and I I think we've kind of had funds kind of been abolished over the last couple of years, and you kind of go and so it, it, one of the interesting things about the last couple of years for me is is that that solitude and quietness is wonderful, and I crave it so much of the time. And but it, it, there's also a limit to that. And and actually, what a, a, a balance between the two is 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 the useful thing. Certainly for me as an individual, um, and uh, and uh, and so getting back to I don't know, seeing more bands and going out more and uh, and seeing your mates and all of that. I I sort of look forward to that. Fingers crossed, Touchwood, with uh, for 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 twenty twenty two. But but and and it, that's the balance, isn't it? it it's have having fun, sort of going sort of the full on nature of of. Um, of modern life and also in my particular case the day job but balancing that with a nice big dose of um of 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 of, of, of peace and quiet really and and trying to get the sort of the seesaw in some kind of equilibrium yeah i'm, I'm funny i'm finding myself sitting here trying to figure something out and um i'm just doing it naturally because i do it with everybody i'm trying to figure out whether um you're an introvert or an extrovert <laughs> i think you're I would have said initially, but without meeting you, I would have said you're an extrovert. I think you're a little bit of both, and I think you need that downtime to revitalize. So I, so basically, when you're talking about that, um, the solitude and that you need to get back to things, I don't. I'm quite happy. I'd be quite happy with a house in an island by myself, as long as I had a dog and maybe my partner. <laughs> but um, um, you know, I, I'm perfectly happy as long as I've got my creativity. That's my my fun is being alone on a beach, <laughs> whatever. Um, but you're you're sounding slightly slightly different and and the nature and I'm thinking about the nature of your job I couldn't handle that all day all day every day people people around me so what do you think to that I I, I mean I love it I I, and one of the things actually that I've missed is because we were you know, I, I was doing a theatre job when we got locked down and we it was, you know, it, whenever it was, March the 16th at 5pm when um, uh, the Prime Minister started uh, his speech about um, telling people, it was just before lockdown and uh, uh, two years ago now, uh, um, sort of warning people not to go out, not to go to pubs, not to go to theatres, etc. And at 5pm before he started speaking, we had a job and at 6pm we didn't. And uh, and it was that quick and that brutal and, and 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 but and I've missed that I've missed the making I've I've missed there is a it's what you were saying earlier when you were you, you know dressing and working backstage at the Royal Exchange and at the library in in Manchester there is an energy in the theatre and there is an energy in television and there is an energy in making and um, with. Uh, and it's it's a sort of it's a human energy and it's an energy of ideas and it's an energy of collaboration and um, ensemble and uh, making together and and all theatre is that and a lot of television is that too and um, and I missed it and I think we all did and um, and, and so getting back to that um I, 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 after I, I was lucky enough to get a television job after after six months or so and it was pretty much everybody's first job since the pandemic started we started filming and it was something for channel four called before we die and we were uh, meant to be actually meant to be filming it mostly in bristol but we ended up filming it in belgium because the numbers in bristol were um, were so high at the time and um and uh, but it was pretty much everybody's first job since the pandemic began and everyone 
everyone just went above and beyond because they were so pleased to be working. They were so pleased to be making. And there is, I love that energy where it, it, it where, you know, everyone is working towards the same the same aim and and everyone's got a different specialism and and I, I one of the things I missed most about theatre and television was the positivity and the the just the can-do atmosphere of, of it as a business and I love that I, I kind of I, I, and um, so yeah so yes I, 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 I and to, to answer your previous question yeah guilty as charged I would say half extrovert half introvert and always a balance for me between the two and um, and it because often in a theatre room I will be the one saying almost nothing and uh, and in a rehearsal process, uh, I, I very rarely would be the, the loudest voice in the room in that kind of a sense. Um, I'm often sort of the quiet one sitting in the corner nodding. Uh, but uh, but um, but I do I do love the ideas and I, and I do love the making of a piece of work. For instance, this thing that we've just done, the, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, we had three weeks to make uh, a piece of theatre. And, and it was, I mean, with all sorts of movement and headless horsemen and, you know, a bit, bit of uh, uh, physical theatre. It was just great fun. And the making for me is, is, is as much fun as the performing because you start with nothing. You start with nothing. You might have a script and that's it. And all you have is ideas and then you chuck it together and and actually i do think the sort of the iterative process of theater um when you're rehearsing something is very similar to the iterative process of photography and particularly actually of creative photography and, and intentional camera movement and uh, multiple exposures where you're just making stuff up <laughs> <laughs> and you've just got no idea where it's going and but you and and 95% of it doesn't work at all but that doesn't matter because it's not you know it's free uh, all you've used up is a bit of time and the rehearsal process is very similar you start with a script and some idea of how something might be and then you rehearse it um, and on any given day you'll throw away 80-90% of what you've rehearsed because it doesn't work but it's kind of hypothesis testing and you'll take that 5 or 10% that, that was successful onto the next day and onto the next day and onto the next day you keep working so it's kind of iterative so by the time you get to 3 weeks away at the end of the rehearsal process and dress rehearsal and tech rehearsal and all of those kind of things just before you have a performance you've you've landed ended up in a far far removed place to the place where you started and without all of those iterations of does this work no does this work no does this work no does this work yes uh, without all of those kind of that kind of process you could never have got to the place where you ended up um, because it's not a, a linear leap it's lots and lots of uh of of of, of little jumps and uh and um uh, yeah uh, along the way you seem quite robust in your photography and your attitude towards your photography and i think and you can tell me what you think of this i think that's come that's one of the lessons you've learned from your acting because you were just talking there about and um, basically failure and how, as an actor, you're you're doing things, and then you go, "Well, that didn't quite work. Let's move on. Let's evolve. It, it, let's iterate that and move." Um, but also, that's all little failures, isn't it? You can see it two ways. You can see it's iterational failure, but actually, that's so so important in building um, in building your your way of, way of being creative. And I see you as um, um, being not being scared to go and fail. 
and that is such a, a massive thing for people to learn. If they can learn that, then they start to enjoy the photography and they start to be able to evolve it and they start to be able to create powerful, authentic work. What do you think to that? I couldn't agree more. And I think, I, I th- I, and, and, and it's, it's a long process for me. I, 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 when I was at drama school, which is a while ago now, uh, about sort of 20 plus years ago, I had a, a, a drama teacher who used to say to me, Bill, it's all very good, but you have to get out of the way of yourself get out of the way of yourself and and I used to worry terribly about what people thought and in our business there is always a part of you that does that you've got that little thing in the back of your head kind of going I wonder what they think about this I wonder which is why but I try very hard not to read reviews and that kind of thing because being making it making an idiot of yourself is part and parcel of what I do for a living, and and it, 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 it on the in the rehearsal room, you do it all the time, and you just have to suck it up, and get used to it, and and it took me a while to do that, and there are still various things that I've been <clears throat> asked to do. Sort of playing drunk is a very different difficult thing to do in a rehearsal room because you've just got to let all of your inhibitions go, and just not worry about anything, and and. And those kind of things. And so on a sort of daily basis, I've had quite a lot of practice at it. And and also I've been surrounded by other people who are doing the same thing. And it, it that's a very sort of um, empowering thing to witness where you're watching other people being very brave emotionally very brave and physically very brave both sort of with their bodies and with themselves and with their emotions and and it's sort of all of that uh, over time you kind of there is a there is a thing and it still hurts every now and again when you do something in a rehearsal room that doesn't work but I, I I guess you know and you make a complete idiot of yourself and the director's just shaking their head Come on, I know, <laughs> what were you thinking but you <laughs> you, kind of, you kind of learn to, to kind of park it a bit and move on because it's all part of the process and you kind of know it is. And, and so and in that kind of a way, I find sort of photography much less painful um, because uh, it's private. And so you, you so you're kind of showing your mistakes only to yourself. And so the only people who need to know about it is you, really, in that way. Although in lots of other ways, I often think that it would be more useful if we were all a bit more honest about how many things that we shoot that don't quite work. And do you know what I mean? Because otherwise, the perfectly curated Instagram feed and, and you know, I work as hard as anybody else on that. But um, it, it, is, it isn't quite sort of, um, sort of, uh, uh, di- there isn't such a straight line between that and actually your output. Because, it, you know, and particularly with ICM, when uh, on any given day, 95% of it's going in the bin. Um, or, or actually, in my particular case, sitting on the hard drive clogging everything up but um but um yeah no i i think that's right as a general thought i think that's absolutely right and they're and success and failure they're they're funny words because they're so judgmental in lots of ways and we have very strong emotional reactions to both of them and i haven't really sort of come up with a, a, a way mistakes is another word which again it's one of those sort of very kind of you know emotionally loaded words but it's this all there is is just trying stuff out 
I guess that's what it is. In acting, what we say is make another choice. And so you try, you try and take the emotional load off whatever it is, depersonalize it, make another choice. And photography is all about that, is trying things and then kind of going, oh, that's not quite working or this part of that works and that bit doesn't. So make another choice and, and, and see if you can kind of work on the bit that, that seems to be working better. And, and yeah, taking a bit of that through into photography, I think has been u- certainly useful for me. That's, yeah. that's really helpful. I think for a lot of people, that's, that's probably one of the things that's going to help people most in terms of, you know, developing their creativity is to... to know to listen to that <laughs> listen to Bill <laughs> he's right <laughs> so um I just wanted to ask you um where do you think your photography is going Are you do you do you mind if it, if it just continues um to be alongside your acting or is it something you want to develop oh gosh um I I, I love it and I love both and I, what I've found over the sort of the years that I've been running them side by side, which is sort of 10 or 11 years now, um, is that they feed each other. Um, and, and the more sort of acting I do, the more balance I, I feel I need from the photography and to spend time away from the hubbub and the creative explosion and get back to sort of, um, the, the peace, the quiet, the tranquility, the deserted beaches, which I kind of make it tend to make a beeline for or deserted places. Um, and so it, running them alongside each other makes me very happy and um, and and they feed each other for me and um, in a kind of a, a, and as you were saying in a really two sides of the personality it's when I'm doing both a lot that for me is my happy place and and uh, and, um, and, and 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 that for me is is my equilibrium and, and so try and, and also it, partly because it, it, personality and and, and and emotionally they feed each other for me but but also sort of it, it, I, I kind of it, it, I like the balance of them from a creative point of view because they they both they're both making but in a slightly different way. And uh, one is is collegiate, ensemble, um, huge balls of energy. The other, I guess, is also an ensemble, but with... Um but with the elements, with Mother Nature instead. And so you're, it's a different kind of, of an energy. It's a different kind of a making. It, it's, it's quieter. It's at a slower pace. It's more, there's less riding on it. It's, it's, it's more uh, open-ended. And so in that kind of a, a, a way, they sort of work very nicely alongside each other for me. That's, it's great that you found that place where you can balance the two. It sounds like it's, it's a perfect combination for now. So just, just go with it. Um, I just just wanted to finish on. I, I want, really wanted to just put your um, theatres in danger project in the in the spotlight just for a minute because I saw your images on Instagram. They are just absolutely stunning. They're really um, evocative. Um, do you want to just tell us about that quickly and where we can find the book? Yeah, thank you, uh, Margaret. It it, it came from um, a conversation that I had uh, with a good mate of mine called Matty Graham who runs uh, a uh, well he's a a a photographic journalist uh, a photographer very good one uh, in his own right Um, and he got in touch with me I I I, when the theatre started closing um, last well two weeks two years ago now I keep forgetting we're in January um, uh, when the theatre started closing March 20 
March 2020, um, I started posting photographs to my Instagram of theatres that I'd worked in. And I've had an ongoing project uh, where I've taken photographs of pretty much every theatre that I've worked in over the last 10 years. Um, and um, and he, I started posting them to Instagram and he got in touch with me and said, um, would you like to make a book? And I went, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I've obviously never made a book. I wouldn't know where to start. And uh, and he went, well, I could help you with it if you, if you wanted to, because he's he's very he's just very good at design, um, as well as just has ideas all of the time. He's an, an amazing bloke. And um, and so I we kind of made a book, and and um, and it's called Theatres in Danger, and it's all of the money that uh, that we raise from it goes to the Theatres Trust. The, the Theatres Trust is the charity that looks after the, the buildings, the theatres in this country. Um, and uh, they're the major charity that looks after them. And it, they're not particularly well known because a lot of the theatres that use them ask them for advice um, and don't necessarily want it to be known that that's what's happened um, because they, they're sort of in financial danger or, or whatever or, or need restructuring. or so. And what the theatres trusts do is either they uh, offer advice to theatres who are, are struggling uh, or they offer money to theatres who are struggling um, and try and in the pandemic that's been pretty much most theatres um, and uh, so yeah so uh, <clears throat> we've been doing that as a project for um, we launched the book last um, December and so we've been doing that for for the last sort of a year or so and and um, and, and and like I say it, it, all of the money raised goes direct to the Theatres Trust and um, and you can find the book on my website it's called uh, if you go to my website here's the plug uh, www.billwardphotography.co.uk uh, and then look for the Theatres in Dangers tab uh, 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 on there um, and, and uh, it, but it's I, I've enjoyed it as a project because it, 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 and we were talking about energy in theatre and um, I'd, I'd taken photographs of these places and never shown them because I didn't know what to do with them and um, but all of a sudden it, it, I liked spending time in theatres in these buildings partly as discussed earlier in our conversation I've got a history degree and I, and I like old buildings I like old places I, I, I like the sense of all of the people who have been in them previously and and that's you know actors yes stage managers lighting people but also audiences all of the thousands of people who've come and gone and there is a potential energy in a theatre there is an energy um just uh, just before what's called the half which is half an hour before the show goes up there is an energy just after you, you, we always warm up on a stage um before the half but usually all as a company together. And there is an energy in these buildings that, and you can feel it, that potential energy, just as everyone's finished warming up, just as the ushers start to come in and, and check the seats and make everything spick and span, there is an energy of what is about to take place. And anything could happen. You know, it's live theatre. You're never quite sure what's going to happen. And, and it's, it, there, it, it, it crackles. 
and and I love that energy. And so as I've been going around theatres, I've been kind of taking photographs of these empty buildings, which is and with this kind of for me anyway, for this with this energy in it. And also from an acting point of view, I'm I'm kind of lucky in that I get sort of quite privileged access to backstage and. So um, as I go round, I kind of have a word with all of the, the artistic directors and chief execs of these buildings and ask um, if I can take some pictures. And, and all of them have uh, thus far said yes. And so it's um, and it's nice. It's a record of these places for the future. And, you know, there's some magnificent old buildings all over, it, but also some magnificent new ones, um, which are very beautiful, built for purpose, hugely um, uh, 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 sort of you can you can configure them in in any way you like they're not just the, the sort of front on what's called proscenium arch jobs with a kind of a frame for the stage and the audience head on you all of the modern theaters you can stick a stage in the middle of them pretty much and have an audience 360 or however you want to do it and uh, so yeah so all of these buildings they're beautiful things and um, and that's an ongoing project so if you know anybody who who would benefit from a bit of theaters in danger then uh, do uh, get on the website and uh, uh, and get a copy and I'll get it out to you as soon as I can. So thank you so much for joining me today. It's lovely to chat to you. Thanks so much, Margaret. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. I'm truly grateful for you taking the time out to listen in. If you feel inspired in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you could share or review the show. You can also share it on Instagram and tag me or reach out with any thoughts. I'm at Margaret Soraya and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.